welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the debut LP from an artist who goes by the name Bartiz Strange called Live Forever, and the song we'll play first is called Mustang. Birth name is Bartiz Cox Jr. and he grew up in Mustang, Oklahoma, hence the name of the song. And the first time I heard the song, I thought, wow, what is this? I need to hear more of this. And that is what led me to listen to the whole album. Yeah, it's really catchy. All of the energy is amped up and we hear the fun guitar work, this really quirky but catchy synth line. And he's got this wonderful, very smooth, but it's it's very accessible, and yet I, it it feels very much him. Like it's not, it does it's not a generic voice at all. Yeah, he grew up with his father was in the military, and his mom was an opera singer, and he grew up singing in different groups beside her. And you can tell that he's just had a lot of vocal training because he has this wonderful deep well-trained voice that can also do this really feathery falsetto and it's what ties all of these songs together because as we'll see there's a lot very a lot of variation in genre and style and this album is really full of ideas and all over the map but it's his voice that ties it all together yeah and i think it's was first yeah first voice then guitar and throw those in with obviously a diverse musical influences as we'll hear over the course of the record and we get yeah this lovely mix of sounds and the person singing this he's you know i think our last our last album we did was a 20 year old he's in his 30s and a little more uh, a little more mature maybe a little more jaded i think the song yeah it's it's very energetic but this is there's a lot of frustration here. I think it's, you know, you, you tried to be idealistic and it, you know, th- there's limits to that. So I think not to read too much into it, but that's, it is that, that sense of like, I, I, I mean, I'm in my thirties now and I need, I need to figure out how to live my life going forward. 
So I think we continue down this high energy path with the next track we'll play. It's called Boomer. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, I'm the man. Walked across the street the other day to get a gram. Came back to the trap and smoked that shit with my old man. He told me that I'm the hardest nigga out since in my head. I know everybody back here in my block, even the hoes, bro. Smoking in the lot, they call me cops. He love the trees, bro. That's man in the corner, landing jets, I call him me, so. Tripping since he young and I've been eating since a teen, bro. I, I know most people gonna say what they wanna say. How good this song is I just want to listen to it over and over again it's definitely the high point on the album and I think what makes it more amazing is the fact that this is someone who's self-taught I mean he grew up in a musical family and was surrounded by musicians but he learned to do his own production and set up a home studio and got some attention by recording and five song EP that was very inventive covers of the national songs and that is how he learn to hone his processes even further yeah this is so many different song styles where you know i can't quite put my finger on how i would describe those verses with that which is very playful and then it kind of smooths out into that really rocking chorus and then we go into a bridge where it's almost like this cowboy gospel i don't know Mm -hmm. how to put my but it's yeah it's such a journey and it's such a feel-good song until you (laughs) listen to lyrics like oh he's describing having a pretty serious drug problem and one hopes he's you know learned from that experience but or it's it's not autobiographical yeah one hopes it's not autobiographical because it's it yeah it's a song clearly from the point of view of someone who is is uh struggling with his demons but making good music out of it and the way that he really goes across genres here i've i've read a lot of interviews with the artist just because he's a very interesting person and so it was really interesting to delve into his background in preparing for this podcast and he talks about how part of why he learned so many different styles is because he was trying to fit in in a place where he didn't really fit in well and figuring out what groups he identified with and who he was hanging around with and there's a quote in one of the interviews that I just have to read where he says, my high school had the jocks and the goth kids and the punk kids and the country kids. I played sports, so I was able to fit there. But where I really found my home was with hardcore punk and post-rock bands. I'd go to shows and everyone looked weirder than me. They had nails through their noses, huge hair, black lipstick. In Oklahoma, that was even weirder than being the only black person in the room. 
you know, I've heard it's his town that he grew up in described as a sundown town. Like it was not a necessarily the best place to be a black person, but he figured out how to find a home and find ways to express himself self artistically, even if occasionally battling his personal demons in the process. And the result, obviously, is his music, which is fantastic. And then got out of there. He now lives in D.C. and hooked up with musicians there who I don't want to say showed him the ropes, but helped get him in with the musical community there and um, find collaborators. Yeah. And I think after two mostly rock songs, we then go, I think, in a very different sonic direction with a lot of samples. And it's a song appropriate enough called Kelly Rowland. Well, the city where I saw the finest things. Candy lip, I swear she tastes like tangerine. Put a rack on baby wrist so she the team. Broke ass nigga, but I got beside your dreams. That's a lean. I hit a lick, bro. versatility in his voice here where you know he was able to rock out and now he's a really good at like an R&B crooner and that it's this mixture of the samples but it's still I think really anchored by that guitar line it's very sinuous and I assume that's him playing and it sounds really good and so I think it it still feels like it belongs on the same album it's not just dropped in from somewhere completely different yeah kelly Rowland of destiny's child and this sounds like a song that could be pulled from that era it's just a, a very different retro r&b feel yeah but with i mean the production is i feel like pretty modern and very yeah it's very synthetic and the mm-hmm. yeah the layered kind of hiccupy samples up at the beginning and then it ends with just i think kelly Rowland talking about being a musician and so it's a it's a weird little track, but I think a nice chance for him to show his versatility and a, a fun lesson. Yeah, a lot of these tracks are very short. The whole album, I think, is 35 minutes. It's 11 tracks. It's lo- maybe 35, 40 minutes. And so they these songs just come in and, you know, give a little punch and then leave before yeah. they're they become too repetitive. Yeah, I think it's it's nice here that he's able to play, I think, with sort of traditionally uh, sort of hip hop themes of like, I'm going to be rich and I'm going to have a Learjet. Mm -hmm. And I think he's talked to interviews about how I wish rock musicians would sing about that more. And I think (laughs) back to me in the nineties and I feel like I, there was a lot of music in the nineties where I didn't get into it because he just, and I think he said like, Oh, they're just sad. And (laughs) there was a lot of like mopey white boys. And so, yeah, I think it's, if he can, if, Barty Strange can successfully bring a little of that swagger into rock. That would be pretty great too. But instead of going directly to rock, we have another swing into very jazzy direction with the next track. It's called In a Cab. Phone, there's an 
such a again it's a little meandering and i think it's perfect as you know a, a feeling of being in transition i mean in a cab is always like you're not you're always on your way to someplace else mm-hmm. and yet this is this song it's kind of roughly in the middle of the album and it, it i think it's, it gives this nice sense of being a little unmoored but maybe trying to figure stuff out and i'm nerdy enough really to appreciate this lyric in here where he says don't mind myself or my cell phone's having trouble roaming roaming but i don't mind i'm i'm a ronin and i realized well in a sense it's a very cocky way to describe becoming a solo artist like he's someone who's he's had day jobs he's been in other bands he's been learning his craft and now he's stepping out and he's you know samurai without a master and it's a certain kind of cockiness that he's talked about wanting music and i really like that I don't read this record generally as being cocky. In fact, what I think gives it so much heart is the vulnerability. And I won't name anyone specifically, but I can think of a lot of different artists who cross a lot of genres Mm -hmm. and try to, it's like self-consciously make sure that they're not put in a box, but at the same time, it comes across as putting on an act a little bit of like, let me show you all of these facets of myself that are like kind of styles that I can put on but it doesn't feel genuine and I feel like his voice and his delivery make all of these songs feel somewhat emotionally vulnerable and genuine and that is what makes this album really work for me yeah well I, th- I mean I think when I say Kaki I think he this is again is his explicit presentation because he's talked about this where I mean the, the entire birth of the Barty's strange name and that he Barty Strange is this version of him that is bold and extroverted and that wasn't necessarily who he was but who he sort of choose, chose to be and it's very sad because I think he described it as coming out of a suicide attempt when he was a teenager and like he had basically almost died from pills and his mom looked at him like you look strange and it's like yeah I look strange because I almost died and coming out of that he decided to be this you know more out there version of himself so when I say cocky, I mean, it's there's a certain very conscious decision on his part, I think, to be that. Like, I'm going to be this bold, fearless artist. And that's kind of amazing. And it, it includes weird tracks like this that shouldn't work on the, tra- on the album, but they do. Well, he's super talented, so he deserves to be cocky. So the next song we'll play is called Flage God. <laughs> If I was wrong
love that this track, which in some sense is the most straightforward and poppy, where it's just this. I, I you, get deja. You say that it's the most poppy about like three different tracks. Okay. Well, I, right, I don't think right it's now, poppy I, at all. But go but, ahead. I mean. In, in a sense, it is in that the lyric, lyrically, this lyric of I get deja vu with you, baby. And then that's paired with this. I have no idea what a Vlaje God is, but he sure says a lot. And then, but it's very catchy. But then it's combined with this little, what we heard both at the beginning and the end of the section we played, where it's really taking this electronic dance music and going back to almost an industrial roots where it, you, it almost sounds like someone's scraping metal in a factory. And I love that that's being brought in. So it's keeping both the pop R&B end of things and the really industrial roots of electronic music. And it's cool that they're, they're it's all there. Yeah, I felt like this is the most bleak and industrial sounding track on the record. And there's something about it that's very unsettling. And I think a, a, a big part of it is that weird... Yeah, like it almost sounds like factory noise, but also it's just the repetitiveness and the fact that it just drops in without a lot of buildup and then just goes right out and it's not a very long song. It's disquieting in a way that I can't quite articulate, but I think it goes well with some of the more poppy tracks because I would not describe this as a poppy track. Again, to, to reiterate, what I find is that it has this heart of the lyrics and the vocals, mm -hmm. I think, are extremely poppy. And then they're placed into this framework that is this very spooky, dark, in industrial kind of sound. Mm. And to me, that contrast and that tension makes it so engrossing that it's both a bummer and I want to dance to it at the same time. Yeah, I think that he just really shows his range on this record that we go from the second and third tracks, which are a Mustang and Boomer, which are so high energy and you just want to sing along and dance to then at the towards the end of the like second half of the record, this song and then the next song will play Moss Blurred, which are very dark. Yeah, dark, kind of experimental and yeah, getting uh, so far away from anything that could be called rock and roll. And yet I'm, I'm a rock guy, but I know these are great tracks and I think we'll You'll definitely, I hope, enjoy this next song. As you said, Boss Blurred. Genres, keep us in our boxes. Keep us from our commas. Keep us niggas hopeless. Keep us from our options. Let a nigga springboard. Let a god's wings burn. If I can play the beacon, I'ma bring a Moss Blurred. I've been sleeping standing. Transfiguration. Pull up on these white folks. Park slope abandoned. Used to hate my body. They tried to kill my spirit. I ain't here to club out, but my brother did it. He did 12 in county. Might as well be Quentin. Bread in Hidden Valley. I just seen the sun out. Mixing beats on Insta. He don't know no better. He just getting fucked up by these genres. Keep us in our boxes. Keep us off from commas. Keep us niggas hopeless. Keep us from our options. Let a nigga springboard. Let a god's wings burn. If I can't play the beacon, I'ma bring the moss bird. Mossberg is a rifle manufacturer and so you hear that gun sound at it, it that's not actually the end of the song that's kind of the middle where we faded out but he has 
said in interviews that Moss Blurred is a portmanteau of Mossberg and Blurred, which is slang for a black nerd. Yeah, and it's, you know, obviously he's, I think, touched on in interviews and I think in his music very much about these different influences about rock and hip hop. And I think he's he's talked about the positive influence of hip hop music. And this is, I think, very much about like the potential negative because I think he's talked about, oh, he sees his nephew kind of aping the tropes, the negative tropes of sort of violence and drugs and how he wants to break out of that with a more positive vision and unfortunately you know but it's it's not the most hopeful song because he's just seeing how things are going it's like i'm going to try and bring my you know black nerdy self to uh save music but obviously he hasn't succeeded in doing that yet so i i you know hope hope for the future but there's a little despair here in this track and these are the real low points of the record, this Flage God and Moss Blurred, where it just feels very negative and very, they're short songs, but they feel very intense and bleak. And I, I'm glad these don't come at the end of the record and they do mark another turning point in the sequencing. And I like the fact that he's sequenced these in a way that take you on the journey through his artistic styles. And starting with Jealousy, which we did not play, is kind of an introduction and setting up like this is kind of what I'm about as an artist. And then two really strong sing-along great singles and then kind of going on a journey down the rabbit hole and then ending, which we'll, we'll talk about in a minute, with these more acoustic, almost hopeful tracks. Yeah, I think the end of the album is very accessible, which is good after some of these songs that we've gone through. And I think, yeah, do balance that acoustic sensibility, but there's still, there's still some kick to these songs. And that's how I describe this next track. It's far. Believe in me If I'm staying safe on a tree Stay with me If I'm staying home roaming free Yeah Bartiz Strange has said that he writes most of his songs on guitar first, even the ones that are very synth heavy. And this song really highlights 
what's at the core of his art, his voice and the guitar. And it, it starts with a part that we didn't play where it's just really acoustic, acoustic guitar and vocals, and it just evolves. And it's even his song. voice that's some of the most kind of delicate on the mm-hmm. album. And then we go from that. And I love how this song starts so quiet and his voice is very delicate. And then we go into, we come in kind of in this middle section where that's acoustic guitar with, but with these stings of something approaching and it's this almost like a storm in the distance coming dun, 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 dun. and then finally it lets loose and becomes totally produced wall of sound and even his voice i love that it, they just have it super saturated like it's too amplified everything mm-hmm. is too much mm-hmm. and i think he's talked about this song where he's like uh, he was trying to fit into life in dc as a responsible adult he was worked in the obama administration Mm -hmm. for different public interest groups and trying to save the world that way but he wasn't himself and this is a song about you know some despair but then that transcendence of being yourself and putting yourself out there and and he lets himself out in this full force and it's so satisfying (laughs) yeah it's it's really great to see an artist who's kind of at the beginning of their career and who's really committing to it and has the the skill and the vision and the talent to make a debut record that's this great you know he posted recently i think on instagram that he just decided to quit his day job which was being i believe a communications director at a nonprofit, and really commit to music full-time and i'm just so excited for what he's going to do next i know he had he had spent a lot of time producing other people's records before this and he said he already has some production gigs lined up that well yeah on the strength of this record who wouldn't want to work with this guy yeah yeah and so it's just so exciting to i'm so looking forward to hearing more from him yeah and he's someone the 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 force of him as a performer you know i always talk about oh whom would i want to see live but i feel like this guy would be really i'm anticipating at least getting the chance so Come on, let's get those vaccines out. (laughs) Someday when we get to see live music again. Someday. What I ultimately love about this record is that it's so varied, but it is so well tied together. And as I said before, you can make a record like this that ends up sounding like a pastiche because it just seems like you're trying too hard to shoehorn in a bunch of different genres. And this doesn't feel that way. There's a cohesiveness that... Yeah, I think on first listen, I it did take a few lesson, listens for me to kind of get my head around it because it went in so many different directions. But every listen, it felt more cohesive. It felt like, yeah, he was telling a story and it was very much the vision of one person and it's a cohesive vision, even if it has so many different sounds. It's really remarkable. Yeah, I'm just going to read a quote from an NPR interview that they did with him where he was discussing other black artists who make music that incorporates a a variety of different genres. And he says, in a world that, that is trying to be colorblind instead of acknowledging what race does culturally, systematically, economically, socially, those contributions to art are so important. That's why the art is good. And that's what I wanted to do with this record. These songs make sense because I'm black and because my voice ties these songs together. My legacy, my history, my ancestry ties this together. Sonically, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense because it's me. And I think that's an important part of music, the person. So I think he really succeeds on this record. Absolutely. So we're going to go out with the last track. It's called Ghostly. 
And you've been listening to For the Record, and we've been discussing the debut LP from Bartiz Strange called Live Forever. Thanks so much for listening. Take a left on Rosebud, we near my flat. Never lax, never chill, she said. But so blessed. We hang outside till the wind cut our cheeks. You tore the roof off a of five seat and swing it for me. Lord knows I love my friends. You don't got to be so alone We ain't but Why you act so old all of a sudden It ain't trust When I hear the road in the weekend You can't pick up the phone and nothing That's how you lose the day you want Calling for months This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.